Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by Matt Kness, who is the CEO of Goodwill Finds. And Goodwill Finds is the online store of the iconic Goodwill brand. And we're going to talk to, to Matt kind of about this uh, business model and uh, a little bit about Goodwill Finds so uh, our audience could take advantage of all of uh, the opportunities that it presents. So thanks for taking the time to join me today, Matt. Great to be here, be here, Joe. Thank you for having me. So to get us started, I'd love to learn a little bit more about GoodwillFinds.com. I think probably most in our audience are, are familiar with Goodwill, um, that that larger organization, but perhaps they're they're less uh, aware of what GoodwillFinds.com is. Yes, uh, Goodwill is iconic. That's a great word that you use. The number one player in thrift. Goodwill has been around for over 100 years. They've pioneered circularity within retail, both from a sustainability perspective with diverting billions of pounds a year out of landfill, but also from a social impact perspective with proceeds from all the donations that they process going back to serve mission and local communities. So as I like to say, Goodwill is a love brand. Everybody who knows Goodwill loves Goodwill, but in the online space, it's not well known. And e-commerce, specifically branded e-commerce, is new to the Goodwill network. Goodwill is a federated model, meaning it's an affiliation of 154 individual independent Goodwills across the U.S., each having their own territory. It's not a franchise. It's not a corporation. So uh, there's a lot of autonomy in how each of the Goodwills operate. They've been selling online for decades. So e-commerce itself is not new, but it's mostly been through individual Goodwill storefronts within the Amazon and eBay marketplaces, which is to say that it's unbranded, it's transactional, uh, there's not data capture or retention marketing occurring. And so uh, it's mostly kept the Goodwill brand anonymous to uh, the next generation of, of shoppers who primarily shop resale online. There's been a number of regional e-commerce efforts over the years uh, across the Goodwill network. Shop Goodwill is one website. Goodwill Books is another. But this is the first time with Goodwill Finds that there's been a concerted effort for all of the Goodwill to partner together to sell into the large and fast-growing fixed-price resale market online and to do so in a way that tells the Goodwill brand story, shares the mission, and captures the kind of first-party data that any online marketplace needs to do in order to be competitive as it scales. So that was a a really thorough overview of the Goodwill Finds business, and I appreciate that, Matt. I'm going to ask you a similar question, just kind of flipping it a little bit more to you personally. So you joined Goodwill Finds as its CEO a little bit over a year ago. Tell me a little bit about your background and then what excited you about the opportunity to join this organization? Yes. So last year, I was, at the beginning of last year, I was um, considering my next uh, operating role. I've been extremely fortunate in my career to have worked at some of the best known, most loved innovative brands in retail, Burnt Snowboards, the Urban Outfitters brands, including Anthropology and Free People, Modcloth, Walmart, Afterpay, Lucky Brand, 
And as I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, a number of things have been through lines for me in my career. First and foremost, the brand has to have a mission, a purpose that I can personally align with. That's always been kind of the starting point for me. It's what I love doing. It's what I'm great at is being a steward of a brand of merchandising and marketing a brand to a specific customer and really mining that brand equity for, you know, growth. And so the next thing has been kind of where the intersection of art and science meet. I was an engineer undergrad. And so I have that technical uh, analytical training, but I've been working in fashion and lifestyle brands for nearly two decades. And uh, I love the combination of kind of where technology is changing or leading consumer behavior with where culture and trends and uh, consumers' interests and passions are leading industry. So that's always been something I've looked for. And then the last thing is, as a lifelong learner, the opportunity to work in a new part of retail that I haven't before to learn something that I hadn't experienced before is really attractive. So when I think about this opportunity, where it's this amazing brand and mission that everybody loves that I can personally connect to, and I'll talk about that in a second, it's uh, at a time in the resale category that is early innings in e-commerce scaling, in retailers having to, to become omni-channel uh, operators and consumers interacting with new ways to shop online in the category with AI, really having a huge impact in being able to scale digital catalogs of resale items all happening right now. That's really professionally uh, exciting. And I've never worked in resale. I've never worked in nonprofits. So that's been uh, a fascinating learning for me. So all those things contributed to this being just this really special uh, opportunity that I was connected with last year. And then I couple that with my own personal connection. My older brother was born with a disability. I've watched him go on and off. Uh, disability benefits his entire adult life. When he's working, he's his best self. And so the more I dug into the mission of Goodwill and the massive impact that the Goodwill Network has in the lives of millions of people every year through job training and job placement, through all the ancillary services in helping individuals re-enter the economy, specifically underrepresented populations, such as those that have disabilities, those that were recently incarcerated, those that were previously homeless. I just felt almost a duty to uh, take on this operating role, this venture uh, on behalf of the mission and the Goodwill Network to partner with them to bring this to life and to scale it so that the Goodwill mission can stay competitive and the Goodwill Network can thrive uh, as the pioneer uh, that it's been for the next hundred years. Yeah, and you can you can really tell your your personal connection to the brand, your commitment to the brand, and and wanting to kind of be the steward, as you mentioned. Before we dig a little deeper further into Goodwill finds, I want to talk a little about about consumer behavior, and you you mentioned that, and just the kind of the the surge that we're seeing, and you alluded to this for consumers shopping resale. Tell me um, kind of some of the factors that you're attributing that behavior to. What are you seeing from Goodwill finds customers, and also just across the retail landscape as a whole? Yeah, Joe, it's really, really an amazing moment in retail. And it, and it's, and it's not magic. It's predictable. If you look back to kind of previous mega trends, 
I'll give you one example. When athleisure kind of first came on the scene and when Lululemon first came into the U.S., many in the industry thought that there's no way that this yoga wear leggings friend would turn into the new wardrobe for you know every generation that, that shops fashion. And these things have a tendency to you know start small and then accumulate and but if you step back and look at it you can see why it's going to continue to last and i think the same thing is happening here where you have a younger consumer and and all young adults are challenged financially they have tight budgets they're looking for deep value and obviously secondhand is one of those places where you can shop and get screaming deals you couple that with this ethos of younger shoppers, millennials, and Gen Z that care about the environmental impact of what they buy and where they shop and secondhand keeps items out of landfills and Goodwill in particular is the leader in that cause diverting billions of pounds a year out of landfill. And then you also have with that all of the, the vintage and retro trends that are in kind of mainstream fashion and you have the need to be constantly changing up your wardrobe and not looking like everybody else because everybody's now living online and constantly posting images of themselves you put all those factors together and the online shopper and the younger consumer specifically has completely destigmatized secondhand and it's gotten now to the point where with a lot of these younger shoppers, it's almost a status symbol to say, I found this vintage item secondhand and I got it at a, an amazing price and are online bragging about it. So I, I don't think this is a fad or a short-lived trend. I think this is something that's going to continue for decades and secondhand is going to become a mainstream category within the fashion landscape. Now, you couple that with what's been happening on the technology side and the cost of computing has dropped so dramatically and the kind of the rise of the application of AI uh, working with these larger data sets that now exist that didn't a decade ago, it's just in the last few years possible to scale an online resale business profitably because you can have this catalog of all unique one-off items, but through AI accurately price it and through computation and through technology platforms like Salesforce, which is who we partner with at Goodwill, you can now reach millions of consumers who are shopping online for you know similar like items and fulfill it in a way that's efficient and delivers a profit. So I think there's a number of things that have been happening in the background the last few years that are kind of coming to the forefront. And I would tell you that we're in the first inning of what will be a trend in the next decade with the penetration of online resale to total resale going from less than 10% to over 30% in the next five to 10 years. So based upon that, Matt, in, you, in your words, we're in the first inning here. So we're really at, at the infancy of, of the, the opportunity that resale presents. You cited all these confluence of factors that are leading to this surge in consumer demand for resale. As a leader of an organization in this space, Goodwill Finds, 
how do you then position your organization to capitalize on the demand for for resale? You know, there's things such as inventory and supply chain, and there's so many different things, marketing, getting the word out that you're a player in this space, you know, focusing on the customer experience when they actually get to the Goodwill Finds website. How do you kind of prioritize your next steps to uh, to kind of capitalize on the demand? Well, like any startup, you have to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> so it's it's easy to chase a lot of ideas at once. And for us, as we think about how we're focusing on kind of the critical next milestones in our journey, we are being very patient. We have a very large vision for this platform and what we think is possible for uh, not just Goodwill Finds, but more broadly for the Goodwill movement and how we can act as a catalyst for uh, really building something that is uh, sustaining and impactful across uh, the entire industry. Uh, we are partnering exclusively with the Goodwill Network as a starting point. We launched with four Goodwills last October out of 154. We're now at 14. We're targeting 40 by the end of next year. So we are in the early stages of adding every goodwill to our platform one by one, and it will probably take us a number of years until we have most, if not all, of the 154 goodwills on our platform. We're also building out technology and data sets that haven't existed previously that will allow us to deploy capabilities at scale across all these goodwills to have consistent pricing, consistent merchandising, consistent customer experience, consistent integration with backend operations. And so there's a lot that we're building in from a capability perspective that uh, we'll leverage over time. And then probably the third major milestone is, as you alluded to, getting the word out about goodwill. When uh, my, my conjecture is that when consumers think about goodwill, they primarily think about Goodwill as the place that we donate or we shop, thrift shop in store. And online resale is not, uh, doesn't come to mind immediately for Goodwill. And so we are slowly but surely uh, getting the word out and leveraging this amazing brand equity, this amazing love brand that is Goodwill to tell the story about the social impact that Goodwill Network has about the environmental impact about the mission and, and the, the mission moments and the lives that Goodwill impacts locally, you know, every day across the country. So for us, uh, all three of those, you know, aspects to what we're building here in this venture is critically important. And then as we think about going forward, e-commerce is the application that we're launching with, but we think that there are some of the other applications that we can enable for the Goodwill Network, as well as the broader retail industry, to be a true partner in pioneering circularity, to go with consumers, to think about resale first, and to work with the Goodwill Network to transform their operations digitally to become omni-channel retailers. So really big vision, really long roadmap. We're just getting started. We're only a year in. First year, we did $25 million in GMV. I would tell you we could have done twice as much if we had more goodwills on the platform and more shipping capacity. So we are unbelievably bullish on what we're building, and we're just going lockstep with the plan of getting more members on the platform, of building out these capabilities, and of engaging more and more consumers that where they want to shop to tell the goodwill story.
That's a great story to tell, to your point, Matt. And you've laid out nicely the vision in terms of integrating those Goodwill locations into the platform and and kind of some of the next steps. I, you mentioned you're about a year plus into the journey. I want to give you the opportunity to kind of to, to brag a little bit, to, to talk about your team and to talk about some of the wins that you've collected over the past year. Are, are there certain areas of the business that you're particularly excited about and have shown really great promise? Yeah, Joe, first let me share, you know, I'm old enough, long enough into my career that I have the benefit of being able to pick, you know, where I work. And one of those criteria for me, maybe the first criteria is the people. And it is truly an honor to work as part of this goodwill movement with the individuals that I've worked with and have been partnering with across the goodwill network that truly are working for others, living in service to their communities, and every day having massive impact in the lives of people that are typically on the outskirts of our economy. And so for starters, uh, I just have to say that it's been an honor to be a part of of this movement. In the process of launching this new platform last October, of standing up a brand new company, of recruiting and integrating new folks into this venture, we now have 25 members strong working at Goodwill Finds, and it's the best team that I've been proud to be associated with in my career. I mean, these individuals all have choices to work at amazing places and have decided that they wanted to do something that is bigger than themselves and that can have true lasting impact and legacy in their careers and in the industry. So that's probably, I'd say, our biggest success has been the leadership team and I finding these amazing folks to build the team that work at Goodwill Finds every day. I'd also tell you that we've had a lot of success in engaging customers with this mission and telling the story. Our customer acquisition metrics, our lifetime value metrics, our retention metrics are fantastic. And it's because when consumers, shoppers learn about what we're building, learn about this new place to shop, thrift shop online across all Goodwills nationally, they love it. It's super differentiated. It's a massive value for them. And, uh, and they come back and shop and they tell other people. So that's been something that I anticipated, but it's always gratifying to see it play out in you know, being able to go from zero to over half a million email subscribers in you know, in less than a year and, you know, having the kind of engagement and repeat purchase that we've been able to, to build from scratch really says a lot about this brand and about how much people care about the mission. And then, you know, the last thing is, you know, we've had a lot of success in, you know, any as any startup does in pivoting quickly, identifying what's working, what's not changing the playbook month to month, adding things, changing things. And uh, we've been doing that uh, this year to really understand, you know, how do we scale this platform? And one of the things that we're doing to that end as we think about next year is we want to engage more broadly with technology partners and industry. We have a great partnership with Salesforce. We're in conversations with eBay. Uh, we're looking to, uh, we're leveraging Google today, but we're looking to deepen the relationship there. But also I'd like to you know, begin the conversations with my colleagues, past colleagues in retail and fashion to think about Goodwill as you know, their partner on circularity what do you do with all of the returns that retailers have to process? How do brands talk about their ethical disposable strategies after decades of scrutiny on their ethical sourcing practices? 
what are ways that we can partner with other resale players in the space to build these massive audiences to get more and more consumers to think secondhand first. So we started some of those conversations this year as we think about uh, next year, but you know, it's been, it's been a good first year for our brand new venture, but uh, nowhere near satisfied or, you know, feeling like we can take a breath because there's just so much to build so much to accelerate and uh, and we're doing it with uh, some of the most amazing people you can imagine working with. So that presents a, a, a great segue for my final question for you, Matt. Um, you talked about some of those partnership opportunities. You've talked about the market opportunity when it comes to resale, the growth trajectory uh, that you're seeing. Tell us a little bit about Outside of goodwillfinds.com, how other retailers and brands, you know, there's so many moving into this secondhand space. What advice would you have for them as they look to get started on that journey? What are some of the steps that they should be taking or thinking about taking as they uh, incorporate resale into their business models? Joe, this is easily the most dynamic category I've ever worked in, at least as far as this current moment. And you know, I'm that's for me, I've had a number of those moments in my career. Uh, when I was working with Burton Snowboards, it was when X Games, you know, was was kind of crossing over to the mainstream and when snowboarding first became a winter Olympic sport. You know, when I was at Urban, it was the rise of Web 2.0 and Facebook, you know, and the like, you know, really having an impact on retail. When I was at Walmart for a year, it was the Walmart versus Amazon and online grocery wars. So it's, you know, I've, I've had the good fortune to kind of be in those categories, those companies at those really interesting inflection points in the history of retail, at least the recent history. Uh, and I think this moment in resale is right up there, if not at the top of that list. You have brick and mortar players like Sabres who just went public and are going to open up thousands of stores. They're a for-profit player, but they want to compete with Goodwill. You have international players in the salvage game like Megapaka that just opened up a U.S. website. You have consolidation happening in the online resale space with you know Depop being bought by Etsy and the Korean firm bought out Poshmark. And then you have ThreadUp and, and Real Real trying to, to get profitable. And you couple all of that with brands and retailers trying to come up with their resale strategy. Brands, in part because they have ESG pressure from shareholders wanting to know about, you know, how are you ethically disposing of all your returns and unsellables? You have merchants and mass retailers being concerned that their customers are moving away from their shopping channels because they want to buy the same brands, but they want to buy it secondhand. And those mass merchants don't have access to that supply. So it's it's the dynamism in this category right now is incredible. It's exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Uh, it's, uh, it's really fluid. All that being said, we have a very, very clear vision for what we're building at Google Finds for how we think we can be a platform for all those players in enabling their strategies and for how the Goodwill Network and the Goodwill brand will ultimately differentiate, compete, and win against some of those for-profit players that are trying to, in all honesty, uh, take advantage of a nonprofit that um, has not historically had to be concerned about all these competitive threats. Specifically for brands and merchants, you know, the brands, it's going to be hard to scale resale profitably 
on your own without critical mass. And so they need partners like a Goodwill that they can donate their returns to for the tax write-off, for the measurable ESG impact, and for the brand cred that they can you know, leverage with their consumers and talk openly about how they're being good stewards for the environment. And then uh, mass merchants, you know, they need supply, they need eyeballs, they need to aggregate up, you know, enough demand to make their economics work and partnering with a Goodwill Finds to take advantage of, of our massive catalog of donations, you know, is one way that they can do that as well as uh, other partnerships. So, and then not to mention, you have all these SaaS players that have come into the space the last few years in trying to enable brands and retailers to do it um, within their full price shopping environment. So I know that's a laundry list, but it's all happening right now in the category. It's attracting a lot of capital. It's attracting a lot of talent and energy. And so it's it's a really exciting time. I invite uh, all players to reach out to me personally or to reach out to any contacts they have at the Goodwill Network uh, to learn how we can work together. Because I think ultimately, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats and we want uh, to really see this category scale because if consumers begin to think about secondhand first and we reduce the amount of consumption in new goods, that's ultimately how as an industry we're going to be able to have the kind of lasting environmental impact that we all want to see for future generations. Yeah, there's there's a real opportunity for the social good that you've you've kind of so uh, so eloquently you know talked about today, Matt. I really I really appreciate the conversation. I want to wrap up here by thanking Matthew Kness again, who is the CEO of Goodwill Finds, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks, and kind of telling us all about the story that Goodwill Finds and and the opportunity it presents to the greater resale industry as a whole. So thanks for joining me today, Matt. Thanks for inviting me, Joe. Have a great holiday. And if you or anyone listening is at NRF in January, uh, I'll be there and I look forward to seeing you. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.